Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome back. Our woman on the move tonight is Koliswa Moraka. She is a seasoned business strategist, facilitator, and executive SMME coach with the gift and ability to empower people and organizations to clarify, affirm, and live out their purpose in a way that is meaningful, transformational, and life-giving. She has over 12 years' experience in the development sector and has worked with thousands of SMMEs. Koliswa, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Thank you so much, and all the KFM listeners for having me. Great stuff. So, I mean, you have such a packed um, a CV. I mean, there's so many things that you do, but I'd like to find out a little bit more about um, about you and and you know how you started and how you got going. I mean, you do quite a bit. You know, you you actually look at entrepreneurship, and my understanding from your business is that um, you basically help people to grow their businesses, to find their purpose, um, help them you know define their businesses and take. Them through that, am I right? Yes, definitely, definitely right. So, I think just from a, a brief journey about my journey to become an entrepreneur, it all started um, in 2009 when I left my first corporate gig for the first time. I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> um, I've had this journey three times. So I've left corporate three times, but in 2009 that was my first time, and it just was motivated by the fact that I was running a leadership program that I got into the program as an intern myself. And I think for me, the first gap that I saw was that, and we're recruiting young girls or young people from the township who've never been exposed to a work environment. And we had expected that they come in, they know how to behave in the workplace and they know what they need to do. And for me, I felt there was a gap. Being a girl that comes from Alex and myself, who studied in the township and getting into the workplace, for me, it was a culture shock, right? And um, as I went in and I was in, uh, a manager then recruiting young people again, I saw that the shift wasn't moving. Mm. I then decided, you know what, I wanted to go back and I wanted to firstly empower my people. So I went back to Alex. I started my first entrepreneurship gig in Alex where I trained young people to prepare themselves for the world of work. And it's just been a journey of 12 years of going in and out and working in corporate to change things internally and then going out and... Um, trying to do it as an entrepreneur myself as well. You, you know, as you said, you, you grew up in Alexandra Township. I mean, surely that had a huge impact on you um, growing up and entering the working world. I mean, getting into this program seems to be, you know, the beginning for you. I mean, how important and how did you manage to get into that program? For me, it was um, <laughs> part luck and um, part, uh, obviously, um, always putting myself up. So I've always been a person that puts themselves out there and shows um, the capability, even from school. So I've always have never been shy to to share my talents, to share my gifts, and that those things have really opened up opportunities for me. And I think this particular program that I went into, um, I don't even know if I applied for it, but for some reason I got an interview and I I got in. And two years later, I was running the program. You know, so for me. That's just been the journey. And I, I think just being a young girl who grows up in Alex and who's, who's had a dream bigger than the current environment that I was subscribed to because um, I got exposed to certain opportunities. I got exposed to books. So I started reading and I knew that there was a world 
outside of Alex and I've always wanted that world. I wanted to be part of that world where people are succeeding and we had dreams that we could achieve. And really for me, it was just a matter of how do I pursue them? And I'm constantly in search of that. How important do you think that is? Um, I mean, you said you went back, right? And you, you took whatever you learned and you started running the program yourself back in Alexandra. I mean, how important is it? I mean, for, for young people to have that drive, to have that, um, you know, have that, you know, want to ask the questions, want to look for more, um, uh, uh, want to have that inquiring mind, go out there and get it because it's not really going to come to you. How important do you think that is, especially amongst our young people today? It is extremely important. And how we start um, igniting that desire to want more is when they start seeing people that look like them, people that grew up in the same environment as them, making it and us going back and saying, you know what, I come from the same environment. I also lived in a one-room house. I also went to school without shoes. You start sharing your story and you, you start inspiring the next person to see, to, to say, I've also had, I also had a, a similar experience. So if she can make it, I can make it too. And for me, that's been mm. the most important thing. So um, I'm, I'm very passionate about um empowerment and particularly black empowerment where representation for me matters and when we start seeing black people or black entrepreneurs or black anyone black professionals who have grown up in similar environments as us making it and we understanding that they've walked a journey and they can share that experience with other people for me that's how we start changing the world and for me that's the biggest thing that we need to do is people get um when when people are exposed to opportunities um it unlocks a level of saying there's a different world from what I'm exposed to. Oh, yes. I mean, it's, it's it's just wanting more. It's like really, really wanting more for yourself. And that actually takes you to the next level. Like, I will go in search of it. I will find it no matter what. I mean, I, I, look, at, uh, I look at all the things, amongst all the things that you do, and I see designing fit for purpose entrepreneurship. What exactly does that mean? So, uh, for me, for me, it's 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 around purposeful entrepreneurship, and I, I, I mean, in business, we talk about the triple bottom line. And for me, the triple bottom line of a purposeful business is one that has gives you a sense of purpose. So it's bigger than just a paycheck. It's saying what, in the greater scheme of things, what mission is this business um, serving? What purpose is this business serving, and how does it align to my own life purpose um, in this world? Because I, I believe we are not just here. To fill in the number, we are here to fulfill a specific mission on this earth. And if we can align our businesses and the work that we do to that particular purpose, we are already on the right track. The second one for me is um, a business is, uh, is, is not just about fulfilling a passion and doing what you love. It's also saying, how do I add value in a way that I can get value exchange for money? And in that money, make profit. So it's purpose profit. And the last one for me is impact. How do I make impact? How do I change people's lives, my clients' lives, my, my community's lives? Every, and how do I contribute to the greater economy? So for me, I look at those three things. And if we can match, if we can build a business that meets those three things and we can measure those three things in, in, in a business, then I believe we are building a purposeful business and we start yielding the returns because it's, it's more than just um, doing business and, and, and just doing something that you love or in my community or mostly in the black community when we build businesses, we build businesses to survive, build businesses to put food on the table, but it can be a greater mission than that, you know, so you need to start understanding how can this business serve a greater mission than just putting food on the table for me, but creating a business that can really make 
a significant mm-hmm. impact in the in the economy and in other people's lives. And that's how big businesses grow, essentially, because you, you start creating a bigger market for yourself. And over the last 12 years, I've learned. I mean, I've, I've, I've failed a couple of times in, 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 in business, and I feel like I've gotten to the point where there's a model that I'm, use, I'm using, and it's working, and I'm sharing that model with other entrepreneurs, and I'm seeing results out of it. For me, when I look at your business, I look, you know, for me, part of it is inspiration, inspiring people and motivating them to get going. But a big part of your business is also changing people's mindset. So it's not only about looking at profit, it's looking at purpose as well. Why are you doing this? What kind of benefit is it giving the next person as opposed to yourself in your own pocket? This must be really challenging. Do you find that? It is challenging because, I mean, um, especially in the market, in a South African market context, is that um, when we talk about entrepreneurship, people automatically think about registering a business and everyone will think, no, as long as I have a tax clearance and I've got a registered business, I'm mm. good to go. Um, and a lot of us are missing why we are doing this business. And when you're missing why you're doing this business, when things get tough and you don't and you you don't have a specific plan of what it is that you're building. There's no there's nothing to fall back on. There's nothing to go review. To, there's nothing that you can say. Where is it going wrong? Where do I need to fix? Because it's just it was impromptu, and you just went in. You know. So for me, um, putting that strategy together, putting the idea around what am I building? Why am I building this? becomes important because even when the going gets tough, you get you go back and you look at your mission and you say, how do I still fulfill it? And a lot of people. Marry the product. I always mm. say in my in my sessions, don't marry the product, marry the mission, because the product is determined by the market, what they want to buy at that moment. And we've seen with the lockdown that um, a lot of change, things have changed. A lot of business models, but the traditional business models that we've been exposed to change. A lot of businesses had to close down because people were not buying um, in the traditional sense that we used to, 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 to trade. Restaurants are closed. Tourism companies were closed and all of those things. So we need to start thinking, how do I still fulfill this mission? You know, my, my, my business mission is growing people and growing businesses of value into assets of value. How do I fulfill this business, this mission? How do I create mm-hmm. a product that is aligned with that mission? So for me, that work becomes important whether you are starting or whether you are looking at growing that business because then you start attracting opportunities that are aligned to that mission. And instead of selling a product, you start setting a mission and it becomes a complete game changer for most entrepreneurs. Tell me, I mean, talking of, you know, uh, marrying people and their mission, young people today have such unique ideas and ideas that you know that we have never thought of and sometimes you know we'll we'll look at or listen to this idea and think what on earth are you thinking but they are so passionate about it and and you know in the in the traditional business sense you don't even see where this thing is going but how do you actually help them um turn that idea into a meaningful business one that actually does pay a profit because sometimes you know these 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 ideas that come out of their head is just so far-fetched and you don't know how to actually manage those two but the reality is we live in a very different world and young people are coming up with such different things today Definitely. So I think for me, there's a number of businesses that did not exist 10 years ago and we did not imagine mm. that such businesses could exist. So you, you are always going to create an element of innovation um, in, in new businesses that are forming, especially because the culture of work, the culture of 
how we do business is also changing and it's evolving. So you want to be open to to that solution um, being presented, but also you want to also apply the traditional elements of building a business. So you want to create a strategy. You want to understand the feasibility and the viability of this business. There's a number of factors that affect whether a business is going to um, fly or not fly, you know, and timing sometimes is one of it. So a, a lot of times young people or anyone can come up with a business, but it's the wrong time for it, mm. you know. So it might exist. It might be relevant in the next three years or whatever. So it, it, it's saying, what do you do um, if we know that the issue here is timing, that the market is not ready, but it's been tested somewhere else. Do you want to start this business somewhere else? Because some business, some people can actually... Uh, flourish with, with doing their businesses outside of South Africa first and then coming in when South Africa is ready for that market. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a different stroke for different uh, businesses and you always have to test it on merit and see, is it viable? Is mm. it the right market? Is it a big enough market? It is developing. So you ask the right questions and you figure out how do we then make it possible and you, 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 you help entrepreneurs to understand that Every idea, it doesn't mean that if you have got a great business idea, it's going to fly off. So there's a lot, number of testings that you need to, to do. And that's why one of my encouragements is that before you rush off to CIPC to register the business, mm. you have to test it. You have to test that this is viable. You have to be engaging. You need to at least have people interested in what you're selling. Then you know that you've got something going and then you can start doing the compliance because then you carry your you put yourself in a heavy compliance burden with something that does not exist. And you have people that have multiple businesses that do not trade, you know. So for me, yeah. it's, 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 you have to apply the principles of, of, of starting and growing a business with everything that you start. You know, I always say that people often have really great ideas and yeah. they don't necessarily have the business acumen and there needs to be a lot more. There needs to be more organizations like yours to actually help people hold their hand and show them how to actually start a business. Uh, you know, Definitely. like you saying that it's not about running to SIPs and registering a business. Here's what you do from, 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 from the word go. These are the steps that you need to follow. This is the hard work that's going to come and you need to be prepared for that. It's very important to have organizations like yours. I mean, are you, are you seeing the demand though? Are people coming to you? I mean, surely, I mean, your business is thriving, but is there enough, are there enough young people that are coming to you and saying, I do have this idea, please help me? There's definitely demand from, from the entrepreneur's side. And there's, um, I think I would appreciate more demand from, from the support side because we've got a lot of programs or more organizations that are saying we're supporting entrepreneurs. And for me, it's saying, if we are truly going to build an entrepreneurship an entrepreneurial community in South Africa, we can't just keep it in the classroom. It can't be uh, saying people must go to a 12-month incubation to learn about entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is a verb. It's a doing way. We yep. have to be doing entrepreneurship. We have to be doing it to learn the, 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 the role, the rules of the role. You know, you have to do it. And my, 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 my big thing is um, if we can attract more partners, to, to, to support these entrepreneurs because a lot of uh, the people that are reaching out to me via social media or via my, my website or any other platforms that I, need, I engage, even when I'm speaking at events, some of them don't even have the money to pay me, you know, and I'm saying there's a lot of money um, available for entrepreneurship development um, in South Africa, whether through corporate sponsored programs or government corporate government sponsored programs and how do we access that? Mm. How do we create an opportunity where 
they can pay. And for me, that model has has really helped because I've, I've incorporated that model within my business, which then enables more people to access who, who would not, normally not be able to afford my services. But uh, it's important to note that you don't only cater for young people. I mean, people no. leaving the corporate world, like you said, you left the corporate world three times. You yeah. could be middle age, you could be in your older years and decide that, you know, you want to start something new. Yeah. Um, and, and this is where you need to come to. Troliswa, I wish this I could talk to you a little to bit longer, but we have run out of time. But thank you so much for joining me. And of course, Troliswa is, uh, you know, born and, uh, born and bred in Alexandra Township. She's now a seasoned business strategist, a facility. Um, an executive SMME coach. She has over 12 years experience in helping um, you know, thousands of small and medium enterprises get off the ground and find purpose in what they are doing. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9pm. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.